Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. So Travis Barker, we heard this story uh, yesterday that he had been rushed to the hospital and people were by his side. And Didn't he like to tweet out like or post something like God save me or yeah, God help me? Yeah, something to that effect. So it, all of a sudden, out of the blue, it, it did not look good. Anyhow, it turns out that he was uh, hospitalized due to pancreatitis. Okay. Now, acute uh, pancreatitis usually improves quickly and doesn't cause any further problems, but it can cause severe and uh, severe and life-threatening complications and multiple organ failure. Right. So uh, if not uh, taken care of quickly, it can be a problem. But he was rushed to the hospital. I'm sure he will be fine. Uh, Jamie Foxx had to make a phone call. Um, he's been trying and pushing for some time to get Cameron Diaz to come out of retirement. Oh. Now, the last time she did anything was in 2014's Annie, and that was with Jamie Foxx. Okay. They also say, what's the connection? They also appeared together in Any Given Sunday. Remember, she was the owner of the Right, club. that's right, Yes. And she has retired. She's got children. She just thought, I'm, I'm at an age now where I'm out of the game. But he convinced her to show up in an action comedy movie with him called Back in Action. So she will be back on the screen. But it took a little convincing. So Jamie called in uh, a guy who knows a little bit about unretiring. Hello? Cameron, what up? I'm so anxious right now. I'm like pinging the room. I got somebody on the line that can help you with this. Tom, you there? Jamie, what's up, man? Cameron, it's the goats. Oh, my God. Is this Tom Brady? I was talking to Jamie, and he said you need a few tips on how to unretire. <laughs> relatively successful at unretiring. Honestly, exactly what I needed. Well, guys, I'm going to jump off and let you guys chat it up. See, when you're in with people. Right. Huh? Yes. I'm going to get Brady on the line. <laughs> Although, I guess he could have gone with Brett Favre, who she starred with. Oh, right. <laughs> Favre. Favre. <laughs> Because he unretired a couple of times, too. That's right. They both could have convinced her. Anyhow, that was pretty cool, I thought, even though I you know, can't stand Tom Brady. Right. And that was good when he said, I, I can give you some tips on unretiring. That's terrific. Uh, one of the co-creators of Friends, Marta Kaufman, is finally ready to admit what everyone else saw, a lack of diversity in Friends. Now, oh, okay. it's really become apparent with it streaming on Netflix and other places. Right. In 2022, we noticed there are zero black people in that show uh-huh. and this is new york city there are true. some black people that live in new york city very true but not on the set of friends and so she's doing doing so with a pledge of four million dollars to the university she attended in the 1970s they have a african and uh, uh african and african american studies department which is the oldest in the country so she's cutting them a check for four million dollars wow yeah She's apologizing. She says, I'm embarrassed that I didn't know better 25 years ago. Right. And it didn't have to be, like, main characters. Like, they had one group of friends. But to have no one in the in the wings yeah. or extras come on. A, a waiter at Central Perks right. could have helped. But, yeah, nothing. Somebody working in the... Because uh, they all had jobs. You saw them. Yeah. At, you know, um, they all had worked somewhere. The restaurant was where uh, Courtney Cox worked and... What's her name? Sang on the street. There could have been a black person walking right. down the street. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, and finally, Machine Gun Kelly. He seems to be having a bit of a meltdown. He was playing Madison Square Garden on Tuesday night. And uh, right in the middle of the show, he stormed off the stage and damn near attacked a member of his crew. We don't know why. 
but it looks like he was heading right to the guy and another crew member held him back. Then on his way back to stage, he uh, smashed a guitar. And then after the show, he was at a restaurant with some friends when he decided to put on an impromptu show. But when he got up in front of the crowd, he just said, I don't give an F, bro. I don't give a crap. And then he smashed a champagne glass against his face and started bleeding from the forehead while he performed my ex's best friend. Oh, my goodness. Ryan Austin Green, Megan Fox. looking to... <laughs> She's maybe close to having done with all of this fun. Let, let's go back to the stable family life, shall we? Well, next uh, September, this coming September, when your kids go back to school, they might let you know that one of their uh, courses they're taking is uh, Mario Kart. Great. Because uh, a lot of parents say they would like video gaming to be taught in school. Uh, probably not how to play video games, but more the behind the scenes and developing of them. Well, of course, yeah. When I first read this, I, I that, my first reaction, of course, was to, oh, that's good. Now we're going to have the kids just sitting in there playing uh, right. Warcraft, you know. But no, yeah, you're right. There's a, there's a lot that goes uh, on behind the scenes to, to bring these games around. And there's a lot of careers involved in them. What if they start with like the history of gaming? Like, you know, Pong and uh, Atari and moves their way up. Television, in television. Right. I had a, an aunt who lived in California, came up for Christmas at one point, and I want to say the late 70s or early 80s, and brought along Pong before it was even available here. Oh, really? For my sister and I, we were the coolest kids on the block. <laughs> Nobody could believe this game. I went to, uh, to England when I was really young, and uh, my aunt there bought me this little handheld electronic uh, monkey parachute game. Okay. Where the monkeys would just drop down with parachutes and yeah. you had to move the boat across. Okay. You only had left and right. Yeah. Uh, and and catch the monkeys as they dropped down into the boat. Kind of reminds me of there was a game like called Circus that was kind of the same right. thing. And then I had a, I think I had a Donkey Kong one as well, yeah. like a handheld. Before there was Game Boy, mm-hmm. there were these. My parents had gotten me a uh, a little electronic handheld football game with just little red dots. Right. And I remember because uh, I would always do this. I would uh, I would sneak around prior to Christmas and 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 uh, look in boxes and hiding areas. And I found this thing, and I was playing it. <laughs> like they had. To, I think I had already worn out the buttons by the time Christmas morning Didn't arrived. The high scores already set. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, sure, I, I guess so. I mean, I guess there could be some kind of computer program that could incorporate all of that stuff. You certainly don't want to have your kids just playing like Donkey Kong or Mario Kart or whatever right. uh, as, as, a, as a class. But uh, they would like to see it started, at, like many parents say, from like elementary school right up to university. Well, I guess if that keeps them interested, like that's what they're interested in, but mm-hmm. they need to learn, you know, the developer side of it. I, I've looked at camps. They have various camps through the college and university with their esports. Right. Gaming programs where you can you know, put them into a camp and they learn how to do you know the coding side of it, the the, the behind the scenes, the back end mm-hmm. of developing a video game. Yeah, I think Durham College has a program, mm-hmm. and uh, I would still struggle if my son or daughter came to me after I had spent a good twenty something years putting away money for their university or college, and they said they want to take a gaming program. Right? Yeah. Well, and listen, it still it still bugs me. That my kids will sit and watch other people play video games. It's insane. Like right? they'll watch YouTube videos for hours of yeah. other people playing video games. It's weird. Instead of playing it themselves. Yeah. But that's how they learn, right? To do, sure. you know, the building and stuff, the, 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 
part that part of the game and improve their skills. Yeah, and you'd want to uh, to say to these kids, look, this program isn't here just so that you can believe you're going to be a pro gamer. Because although there are some who make a ton of dough at that, it's much like you know pinning all your kids' hopes on playing in the NHL. Right. Yeah. Uh, they say uh, you learn fundamental skills from gaming, including critical thinking, creativity, hand-eye coordination, and communication skills. I don't know about that because right. uh, carried all, into a device. Yeah, although I guess you're communicating with somebody else over the headset when right. they're calling you every name in the book. <laughs> I'm just watching a, a great video <clears throat> of Fox News reporters trying to explain away the uh, Cassidy Hutchinson right. testimony. And uh, this is a name you probably haven't heard in some time. You might not even recognize the name. If you're, if you're of a certain age, you will. John Roberts, who was known as J.D. Roberts, who was a VJ in right. Toronto Much on Much music. music for a very long time before he got offers to go down to the States and do news reporting, is now on Fox News. And there's a great video with him and uh, some woman who are uh, interviewing Somebody about the uh, the January 6th committee. And after, and this is on Fox, remember, so after they kind of hear that her testimony was damning and it was uh, pretty tough to to take and hear a lot of that stuff, the two of them are just sitting there with stunned looks on their face. And I wonder if J.D. Roberts or John Roberts thinks, I just want to go back to introducing Twisted Sister videos. <laughs> Here's Chalk Circle. Anyhow, it's pretty uh, pretty funny to watch. 622, welcome to Rock Mornings. This is not good. There was a uh, a big uh, semi truck uh, hauling along the highway, and it was involved in a crash and uh, flipped over while it was transporting two hundred active beehives. Oh boy! Active beehives. God knows how many bees are in one beehive. So right. Two hundred of them. There was probably thousands of bees. Um, many people uh, had to be treated at the hospital. Uh, when uh, the accident happened, not necessarily because of the accident, but because of the multiple bee stings oh. as first responders got stung trying to help everybody. You imagine if you're stuck in your vehicle and stuck, oh. can't get out, the bees are attacking. I remember seeing a movie called Swarm when I was a kid, basically about killer bees. Oh. But we need the bees, and, and many people came to not only help the victims in the accident, but also the bees themselves. Many took the bees away. They brought in uh, bee experts. And uh, so while many of the bees died, uh, many were saved as well. And as we've been learning over the last little while, we need them little guys. Uh-huh. We need them bees. Not just the honey. No, a lot more. You're hearing all sorts of crazy stories about what bees bring to the planet. And I read something, and I got into a big debate with family last week about this. I had read, you know, if all the bees on the planet disappeared, we would disappear within like four years. Four years? This is what I'm hearing. But... My son said, Dad, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get off. Get off the Internet. I said, you're right, son. You're right. It's probably uh, an exaggeration. But we do need the bees to help with uh, with all of our food, not just the honey. Because it is said that if we lose the bees, then we'd have to find some way of pollinating, and it would probably have to be a human pollination. Uh-huh. The farms would have to be manually pollinating. That's a tough job. Right. Pollinating each little flower. And then, of course, a peach would cost you about $18 at the grocery store. <laughs> so we don't want that. What do you got planned for the long weekend? Uh, the cottage. Actually, you're off all next week. Yeah. I took next week off as well. Uh, so 
Yeah, I figure it's the first week off of school. I'll put a little bit of effort in. Sure, act like you care. We'll act like I care for a bit with the Rugrats and then play a little bit of golf and then let them have their own nice drillers for the rest of the summer. I always remember with my boys that by about, I want to say probably end of July or early August, they had had enough of one another. Right. Because, you know, school was the good divide. Daniel was a... Uh, three years ahead of David. And so they had two different worlds when they were in school. But when they were stuck at home together, especially both Maria and I working, a lot of times they were uh, pawned off onto grandparents or an aunt or an uncle to uh, watch them during the day. And those Italians don't let people run free very much. Right. So they were kind of hogtied together for a lot of the uh, the summer and uh I.e. veal. Um, yeah. Well, and like I've I've already had the chat uh, with Evan, especially because you know we're not we're not doing camps. He's a bit old for that stuff, and mm-hmm. and uh, and doesn't want to do them, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, you've got a phone, you've got friends, you've got you know you want you've got. I'm not your camp counselor. Good for you, right? You've got the chance to this to hook up with buddies. Yep. Right. You want to go, you know, play basketball somewhere, go to the park and. Hang, play a game, hang out, go to the mall. All good. I'll drop you off if you need it. Yeah, but it's I'm your... not going to be the one to set it all up. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I applaud you for that because right. uh, there's. Well, so we'll many... see if we can stick with it. But <laughs> best laid plans. Yeah, but at least you're allowing him to start to spread his wings and make his own mistakes. Right. Because that's what young people have to do. Yep. They have to do that, and uh, and so many parents uh, just can't seem to let go of those reins now for whatever reason. So that's bold. Mm. Now how uh, how's Adrian with all of that? That's idea? fine. Same same good. thing. Oh my gosh! Good. Dropped him off at the mall before, and he likes to you know they that's that age, right? Yeah. He's a young teenager, and he could go and look at shoes and hats. Yeah. And, and that's basically all they do. Sure, let's you go know, with that. That's yeah. all they do. Right. <laughs> Keep telling and yourself. And girls, that. Yeah. yeah, and all good. You know, like you know, have some time, and 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 you know, yes, develop you know relationships with friends and figure out your friend group. And whether or not, you know, they work with you and work for you, um, you know, and, and giving them. What is this a mob now? Yeah. Are war- they working for him? Well, just warnings about, listen, you know, like, I don't know your, these friends that you're hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And so you have to trust them. If they're getting into some, some stupid stuff, mm-hmm. you got to make the decision to either part ways or, you know, or it's on you, right? Yeah. You know, we were, uh, just how life rolls out. We were pretty blessed in that when we moved, uh, our boys were about, Evan and Christian's age, maybe a little younger. Um, yeah, they were a little younger. But uh, so they had really hadn't formed bonds here that they had to, to lose in Brampton. They didn't have those friendships you, you get in high school. Mm. Uh, but then when they got when we got down to uh, Tecumseh, living in Tecumseh and, and, and working around Win- in Windsor, uh, they formed some really fast friends that they have to this day. And uh, bonds that uh, with with great kids, and that's one of the reasons why we uh, we had David finish up high school down there, and I took on the adventure of going back and forth because I just thought, and we thought, you know, let's not drag him out of this right, right now. He's in a really good circle of friends. He's doing well in school. He's balanced. His life is good. Yeah. Let's not turn Move that back for apart. one year. Yeah. 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 Well, two at the end, I guess it was eleven and twelve. Oy. Um. Yeah. I did that for two years. <laughs> you imagine that now at the price of gas? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
I, you know, even, even then, I think it, it was costing me somewhere around 800 to a thousand dollars a month. Wow. Well, between train travel and right. gas. And yes. Drinking and yeah. eating in pubs. Every weekend. Um, yeah, it's that time of your life. And, uh, and, and it's, 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 it's a tough time too, because you, you still see these children as, as little kids, mm. you know, and to start to let them, uh, set sail. I mean, you're not far off of the, uh, you know, 11 o'clock and midnight on the weekends and yeah. needing oh, yeah. to be picked up. And yeah. Yeah. Last night it was like 10 o'clock and they're still outside. I'm like, Oh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> first day of summer or not, I got to get to bed. Well, that's, that's funny too. It gets to that point when you are the first guy in bed yeah. in your house, they're all still outside roaming around. Yeah. I didn't last night and I'm feeling the effects of it this morning. <laughs> I remember when they got to a, a certain age where they were allowed to be out at friends' homes and out doing things till all hours of the night. The one real problem for me on the weekend certainly was it really cut into my drinking because <laughs> I had to I had to pick them up. <laughs> it is the beginning of summer, and so with that, maybe we should go over the summer etiquette things you know just to be aware of, so that we can all enjoy this short little time we have together. Okay. Like, for example, if you're at a pool, don't assume it's fun to splash people. Right. That includes cannonballs that splash outside of the pool. And don't splash someone who's just trying to get in. You know, sometimes people like to get into the pool delicately. Uh-huh. So some, some just jump in, some just dive in. Others like to use the ladder and get themselves gradually wet. And some don't even want to get wet. Right. Someone shows up and your kid's doing cannonballs and soaking the <laughs> potato salad. Um... Don't set up right next to someone at the beach if there's room to spread out. And don't block their view of the water by setting up right in front of them. Gotcha. You know, space it out. When leaving the beach, don't shake out your sandy towel right next to someone. Pay attention to which way the wind is blowing. All right. Take your sunglasses off when greeting people. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, I mean, you don't have to worry about it too much. It's just weird never seeing somebody's eyes. Eye-to-eye contact. Don't show up at a fine dining restaurant and flip flops. <laughs> we do relax our rules on vacation or near a beach, but it's, uh, it's still okay to put a little effort in. Right. This is one I have to remember. Don't blast your music. <laughs> Guilty. Sometimes I get a few pints in me and it gets turned up in the backyard. <laughs> well, because you talk louder over it as well, yeah, that's too, right? right? Yes, yeah, right. Uh, your neighbors won't appreciate it if you're cranking your tunes all hours of the day and night. And uh, don't set off fireworks in the middle of the night. Look, if you're going to celebrate uh, Canada Day, then certainly do so and have fun and be safe with the fireworks. But do it at a reasonable hour. Right. Don't decide at 1 a.m. it's time to go out there and set off the fireworks. Yeah, there are a lot of ordinances that say it has to be done by like 10 or 11 o'clock. Yeah. And we should actually, for the first time, I think in a long time, be able to enjoy the fireworks. It seems like every... May 2-4 or Canada Day or whenever we let off the fireworks, it always ends up uh, raining on it. Yeah, well, and that was the worry looking at the forecast earlier this week is that tomorrow might be a wet one and mm. windy, mm-hmm. which is also not good for the fireworks displays. But no. you know, fingers crossed that it keeps improving the forecast at least. I always get the duds. You ever buy a box of fireworks? Right. And you look at it and everyone is described and this is supposed to do this and this is supposed to do that and the flaming school bus. Yeah. And, and, and nothing, it all just kind of peters out in my grass. Right. <laughs> well, but, uh, if you've got the fireworks going, then, uh, be reasonable. And, and for those of you who have dogs, 
Just accept it. Your dog will live through it. Right. I mean, there are people who actually want fireworks banned because of their puppy. Yeah. I just saw it was, it was Jan Arden, I think, who tweeted something about that. Like how many misplaced dogs there are after holidays mm. because of the of the the banging that goes on. Yeah. And, you know, and and part of that is just you know keep it to the hours that you're supposed to. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Let's all get along. Right. What's the rule? Let's just be reasonable. Rock mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.